Hello, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. So, right before, like, we were going to record, like, 30 minutes before, Mom, I'm upstairs, my mom's like, come here. I'm like, what? We go outside. Baby bunnies. Baby bunnies in a hole. Yes. Baby bunnies Baby in a bunnies hole. Baby bunnies in a hole. Right, literally 10 feet away, like, from where our door is. Like, it's, our dog has gone over there multiple times, like, sniffing at it, but the mama did such a good job hiding them. We yeah. did take one out. Uh, we're not sure if it was returned or the mama got rid of it. But I don't know. I, we didn't. We just literally my cousin called the dog off was like out and he dropped it. And yeah, she was out there with him. That's so a good she, dog. Yeah. Well, he does. He doesn't like he they don't they they hunted like ducks and stuff when they hunted. And yeah. they were usually dead like when yeah. they retrieved them. So they're not really like they will hurt small animals if they get a chance. But we looked it up, and they didn't have any signs of abandonment, and we have seen the mom, like, around in the evening, so yeah, we're not too worried. We're just going to keep an eye on the area, and if we let him out or we mow, uh, we're going to, like, put a laundry basket over, like, the area. Because it's yeah, literally- sounds good. She must have, like, had to give birth. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the process is, if they birth and then burrow or burrow then birth, but, like, it- it must have been, she must have not done a lot of reckon, like, she must have done not, like, looked around. Like, <laughs> she must have been new to the area, because it was like, Mama, this is not, this is, you are bad spot. Not a solid choice. The earth is soft, but that's all you got. <laughs> They're so tiny. They're so cute, but we... I love baby bunnies. Yeah, literally my mom I used just to live me. I actually used to live across the street from somebody who like showed rabbits, so <gasps> their place was literally just filled with rabbits oh and gosh. I got to hold a lot of babies. Yeah. There's one with like my mom like held up the top of the burrow with a stick and like one had a little white spot on his head. It was so cute. Oh. Yeah. And my cousin like hovered her hand over them and they like the heat emanating told us that they were not like cold or anything and we didn't see like bugs or anything around them so they that's good yeah the minnesota wildlife rehabilitation website had specific answers for what to do if you find a baby bunny or if your dog digs up a burrow so it must be a common issue yes um was there anything you wanted to add or did you want to talk about what we're reading oh well i was gonna say i uh I decided I need to get rid of a lot of hair. Right. And so I called a bunch of uh, places around me, like, hey, can I get a haircut today? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> you should have thought of this sooner. That was me so when I was like, like I want to order Chinese. And then I realized the local place isn't open Mondays and Tuesdays. And I was like, oh. Lame. Okay. But I got over it. I ate something else. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I decided I got myself a razor and I shaved my own head. You you did. And it looks great. I did. And then I should have pictured to my mom. You've already heard this, but I it's my favorite thing. So I show a picture to my mom and she immediately video calls me in the morning. Like, show a picture. She immediately video calls me. I pick up and she just goes, uh, no. <laughs> You're like, I don't, I don't know what you want. It's already done. It could have gone a lot worse. It really could have gone a lot worse. Is it you, perfect? No, of course not. I don't even know what the back of my head looks like. Like, Yeah. As someone who has, like, 
entrusted a friend and also shaved her own head, I, I, you've done well. There's no, like, obvious, like, patches. Like, I always end up, like, with some weird thing where it looks like I'm balding in, like, one section. But you look fine. Who cares? Hair grows. (laughs) Hair grows. (laughs) And, like, you still have your curly stuff on top, so it's not like your curls Yeah, I still got my curl mop. I didn't really cut much of that. You've had a haircut like this before. I don't know why your mom is... I've never had it this short on the sides. I've never, like, buzzed the sides. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's probably because I, I do look like a lesbian. <laughs> Surprise! Which is, are my goals, but I don't think they align with um, my mother's hopes and dreams. <sighs> so. Moms. <laughs> I need to grow it out for the wedding I'll be attending, you know, in June 2022. You better get going, chop chop. I'm like, the bride doesn't care. I'm I'm in the I'm in the wedding. The bride doesn't care, but yeah. I will get it professionally done. I won't do it myself over the sink for the wedding. Yeah, I literally so don't I even know that. what or how I'm gonna be doing my wedding or not my wedding, my hair for my sister's wedding. <laughs> All right, what are you reading? Yeah. Um. First off, I wanted to say. I have been, in our previous episodes that we've been doing this, I've been linking to Bookshop, which is a local, like, it's an online shop that links you to, like, local um, uh, stores that you can get the books from. Oh, cool. However, I'm going to be switching that up. I'm actually going to be linking, I've already talked about this service before, but I'm going to be linking to um, Storygraph because Storygraph uh, has an option for both the creator, the author of the book, and uh, people who've read the book to submit content warnings. So, oh, that's good. I, yeah, so that's I don't ever want to like cause anyone to if we recommend something for you to go in un like unannounced if you if there's something you uh, have a specific trigger for. So that will be included um, for all future episodes i'll be linking to storygraph storygraph is a program uh similar to goodreads but better because it's not owned by amazon and i believe it was yeah. created by a poc woman not 100 percent, but it's it's great i use it you can follow me there i'm ba lesnar and and it makes little charts little graphs and it, it makes me feel Ooh. bad that i well it doesn't make me feel bad but i'm like darn i read a lot of short books like everything i read is under 300 <laughs> pages but i'm like i read some books that were 700 pages Anyway, um, right now I am reading Cats of the Louvre by, uh, oh. excuse my pronunciation, Tayo Matsumoto. Maureen, don't buy it. I'm buying you a copy because oh, I've only read like three chapters of this. It is a um, graphic novel. It's a manga. I am in love. Uh, the first chapter, it's literally like you're at the Louvre. You follow a, a like a tour guide through it and the tour guide like sees a cat and or like oh okay so this is a cat second chapter the the cats are anthropomorphized they're they but that's just how they're viewed in their world they are cats like they are just regular cats but when you oh. switch to the cat's point of view they turn into human like cats and oh lordy and you get to know about their culture and they have like hilarious cat names they're a little bit there's like one design like their designs are really good but some of them are a little scary 
Um, like the first one you see, I'm like, no, no, thank you. It's that's the first one you see is that one. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, but they're it's like they're literally modeled after real life cats. So like that one's like a, a, a slinky sphinx like cat. So it kind of makes sense. And okay. their names, I haven't met all of them and not all of their names have been introduced. But one's literally just called Fat Cat, um, oh, who okay. is a fat yeah. cat. Snow Bebe. Yeah, it works. Snow Bebe is our main cat that we've seen. Snow Bebe? Um, bon Papa is the old cat. Um, and I think my favorite one that, and they like, they face off against, like, they run away from dogs. Like, it's like, it's warrior cats, but a little bit different, and I haven't finished it. Um, it's warrior cats, but much more cultured, because they're in the Yeah, well, it's warrior cats that they lived in a city and, like, hung out with humans, and also some of the humans tell you a couple times, like, that one of the, the other main character is, like, a, the old, uh, night guard who knows about the cats and cares for the cats. Um, this is all, like, the mm-hmm. first three chapters, so I'm not really spoiling anything. Yeah. But he asks, like, the, um, the new, the newest guard, like, do the, do the pictures talk to you? And the new guard's like, huh? And he's just like, never mind. <laughs> and it's, it's very good. The other character that I wanted to share the name of is Sawtooth. And I was just like, nice. That's a warrior name. Um, I also, something I enjoyed, it has... Uh, a POC character that's the new guard um, and he is like a young black man from just appearances I'm not 100% sure but he is drawn in a, like a solid way it's not a racist caricature which is something you sometimes oh, run into in, in the bar is ankle high and we've uh, yeah we've it's a bit it. of a low bar but I was just like oh god okay like <laughs> cool woo <laughs> You know, I, I was like, I, I bought this without really um, looking at it because I had heard of it, wanted yeah. it, saw it at a local bookshop, immediately bought it. And I'm not done with it yet, but uh, I am I love it already. And it's just it just looks cool. Like, the side art is just the cat's eyes. One's yellow, one's green. And it's like... Nice. Yeah, it's, it looks awesome on a shelf. And don't worry, Maureen, I'm, I'm, I already was like, I need to buy Maureen a copy of this because I think she'll oh, love it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Anyway, well, I'm still reading Trader Baru and One Last Stop. Uh, I've been busy, but I was able to unearth from my um, packed books uh, Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Garcia, Mm. which my friend lent to me before I left L.A. And I'm literally only 30 pages in. But she said it was scary, and I'm like, oh man, I'm only 30 pages in. I'm not ready. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to uh, getting back to that one, too. Nice. I got a bunch of books at the library, a lot of comics today, so I'll be reading those in between. Um, nice. I'm still reading Gideon the Ninth, but I got Harold the Ninth. Yes. Bless. I got my copies, and I returned to my Gideon the Ninth copy to the library so that all the other gays and anyone else you should probably uh get your ticket to come out here and slap me so stop saying stuff like that stop saying (laughs) stuff like that stop saying stuff like that just let me read the books and then be in pain you're so evil anyway so i'm ember heart and i'm tangled tongue and this is warrior cats what is that
last time, oh gosh, last time said goodbye to Purdy forever. Yeah, we had to say goodbye to Purdy, and <laughs> Firestar like was like, "Hey guys, super serious announcement. Um, uh, two legs are destroying the forest," and everyone was like. Uh, we don't believe you. And then, thankfully, uh, her medicine cat was like, "No, no, he's he's not he's not lying, guys." There was doom in the stars. Yeah. And then everyone's like, "No, what?" He's like, "Don't worry, I'm I know what to do." And they're like, "What?" He's like, "I'm gonna go talk to uh, Shadow Clan." Everyone's like, "That that doesn't seem like a good idea." They're like, "Well." Nothing else to do it but to do it. <laughs> and and it went about as well as you'd expect. Yeah. And then meanwhile, after we said goodbye to Purdy forever, they're like, okay, guys, two options here. Go back through two-leg territory or climb a literal mountain. And you would think that that'd be like a balance. Like, ooh, one of those is worse than the other. One of those is like they're both equally kind of bad. No. Climbing the mountain <laughs> 100% better. I wish I had, like, a better, like, Lord of the Rings Hobbit joke to make for, like, this, <laughs> like, the long journey. But it's basically there and back again, but this time there's a mountain. <laughs> well, so we, um, we are coming in to where Firestar, Yowled stop, and the fighting stops. Right. Yay! I forgot we were fighting. We were fighting. Like, I remember it didn't go great, but I forgot that we, like, were literally punching. In the middle of a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Greystripe still held a paw on the tabby, but Firestar orders him to let it go. Firestar says they aren't here to fight. But Greystripe points out that it's hard not to do that when they jump on them like that. Leafpaw goes to Cinderpelt's side. She wants to make sure Russetford doesn't attack. She won't take orders from another clan's leader. Russetford tells Cedarhark to go back and tell Blackstar that they're being invaded and bring more warriors. I... Firestar tells her that there is no need for that. I'm not. <laughs> it's not. It's not that. They're not invading and they aren't here to steal. Then what do they want? Russetford snapped. Firestar apologizes for trespassing, but he has to speak to Blackstar. Something has happened, and it's too urgent to wait for the next gathering. Russetfer sniffs disbelievingly, but sheaths her claws. She's too badly outnumbered to attack again. She asks, what's so urgent? Firestar gestures towards all of the torn up trees. Isn't that enough? He oh, asks well, that's just like us redecorating. You're doing that? Well, no, but like, <laughs> it looks better this way. Does it? Does it? Russetfer hisses furiously if he thinks Shadow Clan is weakened. Firestar didn't say that. They must have seen that Thunder Clan is having the same exact issue. Is so, is she going to drive them off or let them talk to Blackstar? <laughs> Very well, Russetfer says. Follow me. She leads them to camp, and there's a line of cats, tense, the light of battle in their eyes. 
I thought Black you said star stood in the middle. Like tents instead of tents. And I was like, how how did they make shelter? Oh or I thought that, like the I thought like the construction workers were setting up tents. I was like, what? You guys are siding- this is the whale the issue all over again. Is this evil that they're siding with construction worker two legs? How did they even do that? Like the 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 dog thing kind of made sense, like kind of, but this doesn't. <laughs> he steps towards Firestar with narrowed eyes. What is this? Does the great Firestar think he can go where he likes in the forest? Firestar ignores this jab. He says he's come to talk about what the two legs are doing. They need to decide what they're going to do if this carries on. What do you mean, we? Blackstar asks. ShadowClan makes their own decisions. But the forest is being destroyed. And Leafpaw hears the exasperation in her father's voice. Blackstar says he's panicking over nothing. Two legs are mad. They've knocked down a couple trees, but they've gone. Whatever was happening is over. (laughs) We don't want to examine this any further. Like, why they would do that? No. They're weird. Well, Leafpaw wonders if Blackstar could be such a fool. Or if this was just a show of bravado. Firestar asks, what if it's not over? What if it gets worse? Prey has been frightened away. They could claw apart their territories. What will you do in Leaf Bear, Blackstar, if you can't feed your clan? Mm -hmm. Some warriors start to look uneasy, but Blackstar stares defiantly. Shadow Clan has no reason to fear Leaf Bear. They can eat the rats at Carrion Place. Cinderbelt asks if he's forgotten what happened last time they did that. Okay. Half of their clan died from sickness. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Little Cloud pipes up their medicine cat and says that's true. He would have died if it hadn't been for Cinderpelt. Blackstar BFFs. quiets him. BFFs. So good. Blackstar quiets him. The sickness was punishment from Star Clan for Nightstar not being properly chosen for leader. And we There's ate no garbage eating the rats now. Huh? And we ate and and we ate garbage. That like yeah. Like no, like yeah, he wasn't properly chosen. That wasn't great. But also we ate garbage. <laughs> Well, Cinderpelt says there's danger if a leader silences his medicine cat or pretends to know more than them about Star Clan. Ooh, some sick burns coming from Cinderpelt. Hush! Listen, Firestar says desperately. He believes there's tr- great trouble coming. Trouble they will only survive if they work together. Blackstar snarls. Don't try to tell him what to do. If he has anything to say, he can do what they've always done and bring it to the next gathering. And Leafpaw thinks he's half right. That is where they do have the truce. But also, the two legs aren't going to wait till the next full moon to continue their destruction of the forest. What else could happen before then? Valid points on either side. Yeah, like, yeah, we're all making good points. We're all making great points. There is also evidence 
literally all around us of our point. Like, no hate. But I I think this might be a little more time sensitive than we you were saying. Very well, Black Star. Firestar's voice is hollow with defeat. He's giving up, Leafpaw thinks in a panic. The forest is going to be destroyed. She do you not know your dad? If that's how he wants it, Firestar continues. But if the two legs do come back, ShadowClan has his permission to send a messenger into ThunderClan territory to talk again. <gasps> Generous as always, Firestar, Blackstar sneered. But nothing will happen they can't handle themselves. And Graystripe hisses, Mouse brain! Firestar shoots him a look, but Blackstar ignores him. That was a blue star move. Right? Blackstar tells Russet Fur to take some warriors to escort them off their territory. And in case they were thinking of visiting again, they'll be increasing their patrols on the border. Okay, like, did we have to take it that far, Blackstar? <laughs> yeah. So they are escorted back through the tunnel. And back in their own territory, Firestar lets his disappointment show. The not-so-secret tunnel. <laughs> right, it's not a secret anymore. Leafpaw suggests to Cinderpelt that they should speak to WindClan. But Cinderpelt says she doesn't think Firestar will be talking to any more leaders for a while. I'm sleepy. <laughs> He's sad. So, so... Leafpaw says he has to do something. Well, Cinderpelt says maybe Blackstar was right. He should wait for the ga next gathering. But she'll talk with him. Leafpaw is at the entrance to the warrior's den, <laughs> calling softly for Sorreltail. Sorreltail comes out yawning. I believe this is the next day. Oh, okay. I was like, like, when she gets home, just go get him. <laughs> or get her. Leafpaw was wondering if she'd do something with her. She wants to visit Wind Clan. Will Sorreltail come? Sorreltail's eyes widen. <laughs> what if they meet a Wind Clan patrol? Leafpaw says she's a medicine cat apprentice. She's allowed to travel to High Stones. Mm, I don't like, know if that's how I that mean, works, girl. Not like with some caveats that you're ignoring. Like you're allowed yeah. with your mentor. The medicine yeah. cat, yeah. aka Cinderpelt, who honestly will probably just be like, heh, cool. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I know that she's like definitely a serious mentor, but it's hard for me to see her being like, that, yeah, that's that's Firestar's kid. What did we, what did we expect? The, the best thing I can do is to make sure she does it safely. <laughs> yeah, the, like the best thing she I makes can do is make sure she makes manner. it to like being like a full grown cat and not just like straight up dying yeah that's a success please leave paw bags I need to see if WindClan is having trouble what she can't tell Sorreltail is that she knows a cat was chosen from each clan for the journey she suspects that every clan territory is in danger from two legs that's like Sorreltail's eyes sparkle. I'm up for it. Well, I feel like they all know, because it was all 
I, I feel like she doesn't have to keep that part secret, actually, because they all know from the last gathering that a cat has gone missing. So I think if they're getting messages that the clan's in danger, it wouldn't be, like, that much of a logical leap to outline. Yeah, but they don't know the cats were chosen from Star Clan and stuff. Yeah, I guess, but, like, Sorrel Tail's not that smart yet. Like... Oh, baby. I just feel like yeah. Sorrel Tail isn't going to be the one to figure that out. Like, wait a second. No. There's some details missing. Like, I feel like if I think you could and they'd be like, well, how are you sure? And they'd be like, oh, I don't. It's just like a feeling like they use that as <laughs> like they use that in other situations. So. Well, they leave camp and head out into the forest thick with fog and the two end up soaked from dew. Sorrel Tail shivers and asks why she ever left her warm nest. <laughs> but says the fog will help hide them on the moor. They skirt the four trees and the fog is already clearing. Wind Clan scent blows towards them. Sorrel Tail says there's something odd about it, though. Leaf Paw points out that there's no scent of rabbits. Yeah. We- she leads them across the border. Huh? All the prey left. That was said. Well, they didn't know, they don't know what's happening in Wind Clan territory. Oh, true. So. True, true, true. Uh, they dart from gorse clump to gorse clump, <laughs> and they crest the hill that looks over the thunder path and I... peer down. All right, that I want that to be a warrior name, gorse clump. Gorse clump. Like, just a little a fuzzy one. baby who's just always curled up, <laughs> and then they grow up. Oh, oh my god, that'd be a good medicine cat name, because they're always napping, and they're always just, like, curled up, like, force clump! <laughs> and they're like, huh? Yeah, yeah, here's your herbs. Oh my god, A-U, A-U, A-U. Or, like, a an O-C. This is your warrior cat's O-C? I, I'm honestly... Yeah. Alright. Well, there's not much doubt about that, Sorrel Tail says with a hiss. There's a scar of torn earth on the far side of the territory. Uh-oh. More of those weird short sticks lined it. The path was gouged across the moor, stopping at the base of the hill they were crouched on, and a monster sat at the end. Sorrowtail wonders where its two legs are. Everything is quiet. There's still no scent of rabbits, and Leafpaw wonders if they were frightened away or if the two legs took them. This was actually Watership Down. Watership Down happened right here. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good. Sorrel Tail exclaimed. <laughs> Can you smell that? Leafpaw could. It smells like poopy Her poop. stomach churned at the harsh tang. Oh. What is it? It's tang. Sorrel the Tail drink. I don't know. It's just it's orange. It could just it could it could be tang. It's just a bunch we of. We don't Fanta. know what it is. They're dumping Fanta into the river. Sorrel Tail says probably something to do with two legs. Yeah. And a yowl interrupts them. Oh man, Wind Clan's not doing hot. <laughs> no, they've been spotted. Oh. And three Wind Clan warriors are racing up the slope. Womp, womp. And before Leafpaw can, hmm? womp, womp. 
Womp womp. Before Leafpaw can decide whether to run or stay, they are surrounded. And she realizes with a sinking heart that Mudclaw is leading this patrol. Tornier is with him, and another, another tabby she doesn't know. Leafpaw would have rather dealt with Firestar's friend One Whisker, or even Tallstar himself, yeah. rather than the aggressive deputy. Duh! Literally any of those would be better choices, but here's what you get! Well, Mudclaw demands to know what they're doing on their territory. Leafpaw says she's a medicine cat apprentice. She came to... Tornier interrupts her. A spy! <laughs> okay. <gasps> okay, Tornier. Up close, Leafpaw could see how thin the Wind Clan warriors were. They are short on food. But why were they more hostile than Shadow Clan had been? You guys a little hungry? Is there, are you angry? A little, a little hangry. You need a little snack? You need a little snack? It's snack time? Snack time? Snack time? Leafpaw begins to apologize, but is interrupted. Attack! Mudclaw shrieked. Mudclaw? He's Mudclaw. kind of a law. You are not just a funny named guy. Now I just don't like you. That was rude. Tornier throws himself at Leafpaw. They're outnumbered. Yeah. And they hadn't come to fight. Run, Leafpaw shouts. She spins and heads towards the border, Sorreltail keeping pace. Just like her dad. Poorly thought out and risky. Love that. The border is in sight, but Leafpaw barely had time to realize that they had gone too close to the river. WindClan scent mingles with RiverClan. Take a bath. Sorreltail urges her to keep going. It's only a narrow strip between here and ThunderClan. And if you remember in book two of the first series, Firestar also made this same exact decision, and that's when White Claw died. Whoops. Um, Let's hope it goes a little better. Um. The WindClan cats are gaining, and they don't seem to realize that they'd crossed the border or were too furious to care. Leafpaw says they need to fight. They can't lead them back into their territory. They whirl around to face their attackers. And Leafpaw is starting to think that this was all a, a pretty bad idea. Yeah. Not, not like the sickest move ever. As Mudclaw leaped at her, a streak of golden fur shot out from a nearby bush. It's Mothwing! Oh my god. Hi. 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 I'm... What, wait, what? Are they still? What? What is she doing here? They're in River Clan now. Oh, I, I was just like so good. Okay, I guess that makes more sense. I forgot. I there they were there. I was just like, how did she? Okay. Mudclaw jumps on Leafpaw, and she's trying to shake him off, but his weight is suddenly lifted. And Mothwing is cuffing him over both ears and telling him to get off their territory. <laughs> what are you, an idiot sandwich? <laughs> I know oh. that's not necessarily what cuffing on both ears is, but that's what it feels. It feels yeah. like she's grabbing him by the head, being like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. When they fled, Mothwing turned to them, eyes gleaming with satisfaction. 
having trouble? That was Leaf Pop that was fights like, for breath. Wow. <laughs> Lesbian <Yeah>. moment. <laughs> like she's like she's like intern like internally she's breathing really hard, being like I hope I looked cool. Cause I'm scared right now. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> that could have gone so bad. Yeah, she thanks Mothwing. She doesn't know what they would have done without her. <laughs> and she turns to Sorreltail and asks her if she's met Mothwing yet, and explains that she's Mudfur's apprentice, but trained as a warrior first. Sorreltail says it's a good thing she was. They bit off a little more than they could chew back there. Leafpaw apologizes for being in Mothwing's territory and promises that they'll go right away. Mothwing says there's no hurry. She looks pretty shaken. She doesn't ask any questions, just offers to have them rest while she grabs some herbs to calm them. Okay, okay. She vanishes. Like, she's like, oh. I can be I can be your, your devil and your angel. I can attack and protect you. I am I can be I'm I am I am I am every woman. I am everything you need. <laughs> well she vanishes, leaving Leafpaw and Sorreltail to wait. Sorreltail's like, um you guys like friends or mother because i was like wow <laughs> well sorreltail asks if mothwing is always this careless about the warrior code it's like she doesn't understand that they shouldn't be here yeah it's like she is blinded with the opportunity it's like she's blinded with the opportunity to like impress someone she cares about oh oh my god Oh my god, she has a crush on you. What? No. Yeah, she has a huge crush on you. Well, Leafpaw says it's probably because they're both medicine cat apprentices. Sorreltail points out that even medicine cats need to follow the warrior code. Cinderpelt would never be so welcoming to cats of other clans. Even though she literally harbored six Shadow Clan cats once, but like, go off, yeah. I guess. That was like a secret. We literally just referenced that earlier this chapter yeah, about how she saved like, Little Cloud's life. It's very possible Sorreltail doesn't know that. That's fair, but still. Sorreltail says Mothwing's mother was a rogue. That could explain it. And Leafpaw tells her that Mothwing is a loyal Riverclan cat. It doesn't matter who her mother was. Sorreltail touches a tail to her shoulder and says she never said it did. But it may explain why she's more relaxed about clan boundaries. Mothwing returns with a bundle of thyme and asks if they're hurt. She could fetch cobwebs. Leafpaw thanks her, but says there's no need. They should really be going. And Mothwing asks what that had been all about. Guess she was curious after all. Yeah. Leafpaw tells her that they went to see what the two legs were up to and explain what was happening in theirs and ShadowClan's territory. Sorreltail doesn't seem very happy that she's revealing their clan's issues to a river clan cat, but Leafpaw doesn't think there's any harm in taking another medicine cat into her confidence. Mothwing says they haven't had any monsters in river clan, but it explains why Wind Clan's scent markers were filled with fear. Sorreltail says she's not surprised. They are so thin, and there's no rabbit scent anywhere. Everything's changing, Leafpaw murmured. And inside the clans as well, Mothwing adds. She speaks quickly, urgently, 
An ambitious cat might take the chance of... She breaks off awkwardly. Leaf paw prompts her on. She says, oh no, I don't know. She trails off and looks away. Direct quote right here. Leafpaw stares at her, wondering what was going on inside that beautiful golden head. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Wow. Well, Leafpaw thinks of Tigerstar, who she had only heard stories of. Could Mothwing know of another cat with ambition that could tear apart the forest? She's interrupted from her thoughts by Mothwing springing to her paws. A patrol is coming, and she tells them to come this way. She leads them to the slope that goes to Thunderclaim territory. Mothwing tells them that if their clan is short on prey, come see her. They can always spare a few fish. Now run! Oh, she's offering prey. Back to what she said. Like, I don't know if that, like, directly hints, like, someone's, like, going for power. Maybe she's commenting on the fact that her brother's a little crapster. Because he, like, was, caused all that drama. Well, they reached the border unseen, and Leafpaw looked back at Mothwing, still standing where they left her. A sleek furred tabby warrior emerges next to her. Oh. It's Hawk Frost, oh. Mothwing's brother. Speak of the devil. Leafpaw's glad he didn't catch them trespassing, looking at his lean muscles. And <laughs> oh no, they're both hot! Oh no, the hottest cats in the clan! And their siblings. Well, obviously, Sasha's got good genes. Yeah, it's like uh, Goldenflower's kids. Mm-hmm. Right there. It's tiny, beautiful. Tiny pelt and, well, I don't know. Bramble has kind of like, I don't know. He, he's just, <laughs> it's impossible for me to, like, I remember, like, he comes from, like, the, like a good gene pool, but I'm just like, <laughs> silly boy. Silly little man boy. Well, Leafpaw thinks again that he reminds her of someone, but no matter how hard she stares, she can't remember who. Just like her daddy. Is he going to end up being... Wait. What? Uh, Their mom was a rogue, right? I swear... Jake? Jake. (laughs) If he ends up... If if they end up... No! That would ruin everything! Oh, God. Wouldn't it? It can't be. It can't be. It can't be. I refuse to believe that. No. Well, Sora... Sorreltail asks if she's going to stare at those river clan warriors all day. <laughs> they need to get back. That and doesn't leave okay, that doesn't decide really... how much she's going to tell Firestar. I feel like she would realize if it reminded her of her dad. Like, yeah. So I don't. It must not be Jake. It, I, I don't. The only other like rogue cats I can think of are like the blood carrying cats, but like. They've all joined Shadow Clan, so that's not really well. Maybe, but then why wouldn't they go to Shadow there's, Clan? There's Ravenpaw and Barley. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, <laughs> no. I don't. No. No. They'd never cheat on no. each other. Like maybe like a Polly situation, but like I think we'd hear about that. And also, they wouldn't. <laughs> Sasha would have no need for. She wouldn't have a. She wouldn't have to leave. 
the barn. Like, That's they fair. would have cared for her. So. Yeah, they would have. If if it probably would have been better if she, like, found the barn rather than, okay. Hmm. Well, maybe, maybe Sasha's, like, secretly someone. I don't know. Princess? 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 Did you, did you run away and rename your name Sasha? I think we also would have, like, heard about that. Well, would you like to hit me with a cat fact? Uh, sure. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Cat Fact Art Gallery. It is I, your wonderful host, Tangatang, her esteemed co-host, Amber Hart, and all of you, our listeners and guests. I want to preface today's art gallery cat fact words so many made the title of this section way too long uh, by saying that while i took i should really just look at my transcripts and figure out how many art history classes i took but i took a couple at least two or three uh i'm not an art historian also i will be describing the art for all of our listeners who may be unable to see the image. However, if you would like to, I will be linking the image below in our episode description. Today's art piece is Self-Portrait by Julius Adam. Or Julius Adam. So, before we get like further into this, uh, first I want to say thank you to Mira or Mira on Twitter for adding us at, on this thread. I will also be linking the thread. Uh, they are, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to spell out their Twitter name because I don't know how to say it. Forgive me. It's uh, at F-O-E-R-V-R-A-E-N-G-D on Twitter. We've retweeted them a few times. They make great uh, Warrior Cat fan art. They also make wonderful art just, just in general. Um also, yes, um, a great joy. Honorary mention to Muena on Twitter. I don't know if you want us to include your app, but I did link the the tweet that you added us at. But um, they uh, sent a link to a cat art piece by Bartolomo Passerati. I tried to research this one, but decided I couldn't do it because I couldn't find enough information on whether uh, Bartolomeo actually painted that or if it was one of his students and i didn't even find a lot of information on today's like art but i actually know the dude actually painted the self-portrait so unfortunately i just i couldn't do that one because i couldn't find enough information on it i did link it though and i very much appreciate everyone who has sent me suggestions for a uh, cat art to feature may not get to them may not give a shout out but i will do my best um if not now maybe someday or maybe never just yeah anyway back to the piece c'est la vie uh so describe this piece it is a man sitting at a desk seen from the knees up the desk is only like partially in the shot he is leaning back in a padded wooden chair uh wearing a floppy kind of hat a cravat while a white long sleeve shirt and a comfortable looking jacket like you can move in it uh he is white with a beard um He's leaning back in a chair, uh, holding a palette and some brushes in his right hand. The palette's balanced in, like, the crook of his elbow. And in his left hand, <laughs> he is gently holding uh, a, a small white kitten, kind of grasping the kitten to his chest. Uh, the kitten's looking up at him, and, he's, and he is actually looking back behind his shoulder at two kittens that have clambered up the, top, up the back into the top of his chair. One so is cute. nearly over onto his shoulder. It's, it's, his paw is reaching out. 
and its tail is like straight up in the air as it's trying to get over it. The other one's like kind of dangling from the back, hasn't quite made it over like the top of the chair. And on the bottom, uh, there is a larger cat, mayhaps is the mother of the kittens, uh, staring up with her two front paws balanced on the seat of the chair, staring up at the man and the kittens, just being like, haha, work, my little gremlins. Distract him. Or, well, kids, we talked about climbing on the furniture. Yeah. Stay, stay, away, stay away from Mr. Adams. Or Mr. Adam, I should say. It's, uh, that was one thing that kept tripping up, is it's Adam, not Adams. Um, Mr. Adam. Mr. Adam is working so that we can get the finest of food. You know it. So, I didn't find too much about Julius Adam, but here's what we know. He is a German painter that lived from 1852 to 1913. Uh, he was known as an animalier. Um, this is a... Hobbit, can we not play with the jingle toy? Okay. He is an animalier, uh, which is a specific type of artist in the 19th century that specialized in animal art. Um, oh, me. Yeah. Except modern. Uh, and- and he was known for his art of cats, even though he was also a genre painter, like he, he painted people as well. But his, his cat art is what made him famous and is what is most well recognized. Um, he was also known by the name Katz Adam or Katzen Adam in German. So like he was literally just known oh. as Katz, like because he, he, that's what Love he did. That's my dream. Yeah. That's my new goal. <laughs> Cats Marine. Or, okay. uh, so there isn't that, like I said, I couldn't find too much about his personal life that was like confirmed. Um, and probably there might be more sources in German, which I do technically know a bit of German, but not enough to like read a whole paper. Um, he was That's born fair. into the Adam family, which is a rather famous art family in Munich, Germany. Uh, his grandfather and his father were both famous artists. Um, his father had the same name, so he's technically Julius Adams the second, or Julius Adams the younger. Um, you can find him by those names as well. Uh, he uh, married his cousin. Uh, they didn't have any children. And that that's pretty much all I could find. Uh, they they didn't even like okay like they don't really even have like a confirmed like interment date of like when he was buried. We just know that he's buried. Like we just know where he's buried, next to his grandpa or his dad. I don't know. Like that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, but from what you can see of his art and his art of cats, um, I couldn't confirm whether he like had pet cats, but I'm gonna assume he did. Because just looking at his art, yeah. he definitely knew cats. And the fact that his self-portrait is him with a bunch of cats and kittens. Um, yeah, those are probably his cats. Yeah. His self-portrait. One of the links I will provide um, from, uh, I think it's the, the cat's net one. Um, it, it, it has an example of many of his paintings of just, like, cats in life hanging out. Um, I believe the one that was featured... Uh, I ended up not using the one that was featured in the Twitter thread because I couldn't find a good image. Like, but it's literally like a cat <laughs> harassing some uh, crawfish in a basket. <laughs> the cat's going like, ah, it's very good. And I will have that Twitter nice. uh, thread linked along with my other resources uh, down in the episode description. 
Excellent. Well, thank you, Brenna. That was a wonderful cat fact. Thank you for sharing uh, Adam and his cats. They had left the moorland behind and started to climb. Going up that mountain. Oh, yeah. We're with the other crew now. We're in... We're in the head of a child of gray stride. The mountains were even larger up close. <laughs> yep. That is how distance wow. works. We're definitely in gray. We're not. God, can you imagine a gray stripe? I, I just feel like, I like the sky. It's blue. I like my best friend, Fireheart. Oh man. I love my secret girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sheer slopes, black and forbidding, clouds clinging to their peaks. The ground was rough, and icy wind buffeted their fur. There's no clear path. They find themselves following winding clefts, only to have to turn back when coming upon the dead end. Stormfur thinks wistfully of the river back home and wishes they had gone through two-leg place. (laughs) Man, this actually sucks. I changed my mind. Squirrelpaw takes a massive leap, following Stormfur up to the boulder he's on. Mouse dung! She did not have to do that. Mouse dung! She gasps as she begins to slide back. Oh my god. Stormfur grabs her scruff and hauls her the rest of the way to sit beside him. Thank you, Stormfur. She thanks him, eyes glowing. She knows her name is Squirrelpaw, but she never thought she'd wish she was an actual squirrel. But um, And Stormfur laughs. No, don't laugh at that. It's not actually. <laughs> it was pretty good. I'm, of course he laughs. I'm joking. She's the best. It is funny. Crowpaw shouts for them to stand back so he can get up. His long limbs manage the jump easily, and he turns to help Feathertail. Stormfur was worried about Tawny Pelt's rat bite, but her leap brings her almost to the top. Crowpaw grabs her scruff to haul her up the rest of the way, and Brambleclaw joins them last. That was nice. Thank you, Crowpaw, for not being the worst again. Being a team player. Yeah, keep it up, dude. Brambleclaw supposes they could go that way, indicating a narrow ledge. Mm. He asks Storm for what he thinks. Wow, good. There are a few bushes on the ledge. Good teamwork, everyone. Good teamwork. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing good teamwork. If they slipped, there would be nothing to hold on to. And he's also surprised Brambleclaw asked for his opinion. (laughs) <laughs> he says they could try. There's nowhere else to go but back. And Brambleclaw asks him to bring up the rear. They need a strong cat to watch their back. Are you hitting on me? Stormfur agrees and feels a warm glow spread through him at Brambleclaw's praise. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, like, we're gonna, we're, it's gonna happen. Bramblestorm, Bramblestorm. <laughs> you know, Squirrelpaw has two paws. Hey, Squirrelpaw, how come you get two boyfriends? Wait, your two boyfriends are making out with each other. Oh. She's like, yeah, that's the point. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, hi, this is my boyfriend, and this is my boyfriend's boyfriend. He's also my boyfriend, but... Oh. (laughs) Brambleclaw isn't his leader or his mentor, but Stormfur admires his courage and the way he's taken charge on this difficult journey. Yeah. Mm Mmm. Squirrelpaw announces that she's changed her mind. She wants to be a bird instead. Okay. Stormfur is at the rear of the group, ears pricked for danger. 
and he's trying to hide his nervousness at the sheer drop below him. And the breeze grows stronger. Yikes. <laughs> There's a curve ahead of them. Tawny Pelt stops just in front of Stormfur, and he hears Feathertail exclaim, Oh no! Tawny Pelt edges forward, and Stormfur follows. His belly lurches. There's a gap ahead of them. A ledge jutted out from the mountain, and on either side was a dizzying drop to the valley below, where a stream flowed. Stormfur calls out to Brambleclaw to ask if he wants to go back. Brambleclaw thinks there might be another way. He points beyond the gap where the rock face had broken away, and a narrow rift opened between two steep slopes. Okay. Bushes grew there, and a couple small trees, and a stream trickled down. Hmm. Feathertail says it looks easier to climb over there, but can they actually get there? Squirrelpaw says longingly that she can smell rabbits. The gap is wider than Stormfur would have liked. He could probably make it. But what about Tawny Pelt? She had started to limp again. But before he can voice his doubts, Crowpaw speaks. What are they waiting for? Are they going to stand around until they grow wings? And without any hesitation, he launches himself across the gap. Okay, Crowpaw. Is Crowpaw about to die? That'd be like, splat, we're done. He lands lightly on the other side and calls for the others to follow. It's easy. Brambleclaw and Stormfur share a look of annoyance. Because now they have to go. Because oh. Crowpaw would never make the jump back to the narrow ledge. And they couldn't just leave him there. But I mean, could they? I mean, can you, ima- can no, you imagine? They, <laughs> they just all turn around and start walking away and he's like, Whoa! Whoa! Hang on. Stormfur is not pleased to see Feathertail already crouched at the edge. Crowpaw is waiting to steady her at the other side. Feathertail, stop! And she makes it safely. Huzzah! The breeze grows stronger, and Stormfur's pelt prickles with fear. Crowpaw says she'll go. She'll see them over there. She pushes off in a tremendous leap, landing a tail length from the edge safely on the other side. She's quite something, Brambleclaw murmured, (laughs) but looks confused, as if he hadn't meant to say that out loud. (laughs) She certainly is, Stormfur agreed. (laughs) Wow. Wow, this is really becoming the two boyfriends of Squirrelpaw. Yep. It's Tawny Pelt next, and she assures them she'll be fine. She takes off, and for one horrible moment, Stormfur thinks that she's jumped short. I'm gonna throw up. Don't say that. She slams into the edge and scrambles with her front paws. But in a heartbeat, Feathertail and Squirrelpaw are on each side of her, pulling her to safety. <gasps> Girlfriends! <laughs> Girlfriends don't let girlfriends fall down massive, uh, like, gaps in a mountain. Yeah. Girlfriends don't let girlfriends plunge to their deaths off sheer cliffs. Exactly. Brambleclaw asks if he'd like to go next, but Stormfur says he can. But he watches Brambleclaw leap over and wishes he had waited 
he hadn't waited to go last. He's about to jump when Squirrelpaw shrieks. Stormfur, look out! What? I don't know. We're gonna stop it there. I guess we're waiting until next episode. Oh, you're so mean. <gasps> oh, I know I am. Is this the part you wanted to get to just so we could... You're so mean. No, I was gonna get to a different cliffhanger, but this one is also very good. <gasps> oh my god, I hope it's the random animal who definitely doesn't belong in Britain. We're gonna turn around and there's gonna be, I don't know, a giraffe. You said it was American. A giraffe. Um, a bison. I think that's still the only thing. <laughs> okay, a bison. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well. So you think it's a bison coming down to get him? We don't even know. It could be a hiker. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man. It's a man. Oh. Watch out. It's a two legs with a, with, with a backpack. The worst kind. Um. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Before we go, guys, just want to tell you all that you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. We are WCWITCast on Twitter.com and Instagram. Just a kind reminder that just don't send spoilers. Both Maureen and I have access to all of our internet. So. Yeah, so don't. No, thank you. Um, you don't want to. Please don't ruin it. <laughs> For me, specifically. Um, we also have an email, wcwitcast at gmail.com. If you want to send something that might be spoilery there, just, you know, put it in the title, like, Amber Heart, Amber Heart only, Tangle Tongue, don't read this or you will lose a thousand nights sleep. That would, that will stop me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, also want to thank everyone for listening. We highly appreciate Yes, thank you. Every single one of you. Um, if you want to help out the podcast, great way you can do that is to share it with a friend. You can say, hey, this episode is great. It's like kind of, gets kind of fruity. gets kind of gay, but hey, pride, pride, <laughs> my, my local pride celebration is this next weekend. So whatever. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Pride never ends, folks. Um, it's also happy we disability make every pride month. Kind of gay. So happy July's disability pride month. So happy disability pride month to everybody. Um, yes. Because I'm Ember Hart and I'm Tangle Tong and this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?